everyone. Welcome to the Charvak Podcast. This is your host Kushal Mehra. All right, time to talk about the budget. The budget was just uh, announced and uh, explained by the Honorable Finance Minister on the floor of the House. And to talk about it, I have uh, back on the podcast because this time I had decided that I will do a budget podcast with Monica. Ke Monica is a famous author of the book Let's Talk Money. Monica, thank you. Welcome. Thank you, Kushal. देखो अभी तो ठीक है मगर बाद में तो आपको आना पड़ेगा उस दिन ज्यादा हो गया था यार I don't know, you know, people kept pressing, I kept saying yes, फिर finally जब count किया seven live TV shows, one column, and I was, I've been having some neck issues. So by the time I went back to my physiotherapist the next day, he said, "Ab karke kya aayo? Like, what did you do in one day? What did you do? I said, 12 hours of this. So zada ho gaya tha." Yeah, I, I, I totally understand this. But okay, let maybe let's start with this. So there. or maybe i'm totally misreading this but at least in the last 4 years i see a significant effort on the side of the government of india this current government of india to reduce maybe the overall importance of the budget itself as you know pehle kaise hota tha budget hai ye hoga wo hoga major announcements hogi but now what i see as a trend line is that this even within this government because there has been part 1 and part 2 of this government now in the second term if you compare from the first term to the second term i feel now the government does not keep all the big announcements just till the budget it does the budget and it 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 disburses its uh, announcements over the year A- am i right in understanding that the overall importance of the budget has reduced in that sense you're absolutely right kushal it's reduced in many ways and i'll come to your point of a deliberate taking away from the drama around the budget announcements by this government and especially by the fm nirmala sitaraman but as it goes once gst the inti- so let's what is it that the budget does there is government has to get receipts it's called revenue it has to spend and there is tax revenue which comes in government puts in puts taxes on different things there is direct tax which people like you and me pay on our incomes on capital gains what usko direct tax kehte hain companies dete hain usko aur dusra hota hai indirect tax you buy something there is always that gst on it now earlier it used to be sales tax uh, you know so there is this whole piece of the indirect tax where there used to be a lot of announcements in the budget earlier this entire piece was taken out when gst was introduced so gst is a separate conversation but what the gst did is to remove this entire conversation of this will get expensive that will get cheaper the entire lobbying of the industry to get concessions on uh, tax indirect taxes that entire stress and drama has gone because gst now is a council with every state having representation and they fight that out so gst ka pura jo khel tha jahan pe itni lobbying hoti thi uh, industries ki companies ki wo sara nikal gaya to a lot of the um, underlying uh, uh, manipulations of government budget proposals which had to do with the corporate sector sort of went away with the indirect tax piece being taken out so in itself now if you if you think about it abana kitna 45 lakh crore ka total expenditure hai 45 trillion theek hai usme se so there is um, there is a deficit there is uh, the government doesn't earn enough etc so they borrows but you know it is not that it this every budget doesn't come in a vacuum it's a continuation to agar aap pichle saal pensions ke upar 4% kharch kar rahe the to is saal bhi around 4 hi karoge na kharch you will not suddenly increase it to 8 or decrease it to 2 there's a continuum in the revenue streams so if direct taxes is 15% of your total budget size 
it's not going to very much change right so almost 90% of the budget is already known 5% mein sara khel hota hai because right because in that you will decide uh, additional taxes reliefs uh, expenditures here there so once you recognize that then you understand that there is very little actually to be done in the budget statement itself so it becomes more of a policy statement a direction that the economy is going to take so if you start decoding and you're absolutely right there has been this effort to reduce the drama to reduce the lobbying points in the budget uh, entire exercise so that whatever you want to do you don't need to do it through the budget so it's more of a directional statement for example um i think budget 21 fm sitaraman said that uh, essentially to the effect that it's not the government's business to be in business or words to that effect and other than certain uh, important sectors we want to privatize everything so and then you see the budget proposals in that context and you see whether or not they are doing what they are saying so you're absolutely right that entire drama around the budget it's more a media event right now where people are talking ki standard deduction padega ya aise aise hoga kya hoga but um there isn't that much which uh, which it used to be earlier in terms of the drama around the budget as far as the government is concerned which is honestly that is how A, a sane society should function. I did not know the budget. I mean, <laughs> it's I think only in India where it's such a song and dance. Yeah, I mean, पता नहीं. Everything has to be, you know, over dramatic in our country. As if नहीं हुआ तो लोगों को लगता है अरे पैसा वसूल नहीं हुआ इतना हमने खर्चा किया टीवी केबल टीवी का तुम तो कुछ कर ही नहीं रहे हो उधर पार्लियामेंट में. I don't understand. Like imagine before the budget came out, I had mocked the budget. I had not. I do not know, but I was like, I know what the opposition remark is also going to be. Like yeah. that is the sad state. Just like Adani Ambani ka budget hai, garib kisan ko kuch nahi mila, middle class piss kya. Ye teen baatein boli jayengi aur khatam ho jayega. But imagine this is the paucity of ideas in our country. The opposition should be, you know, reading the entire financial policy of this government and hitting back. That's what we expect from the opposition. इधर वो तीन लाइन में मतलब इट वाज इट वाज वेरी फनी एंड यू यू कुशल यू हर्ड दैट वन दैट ये इनका इलेक्शन बजट है प्री इलेक्ट सो इट्स अ बजट व्हिच इज गोइंग टू प्रेप द कंट्री विद फ्रीबीज बट लुक दे हैव डन नथिंग फॉर द पुअर फॉर द फार्मर्स फॉर द वुमेन फॉर दिस एंड दैट सो इन द सेम ब्रेथ दे आर कॉन्ट्रडिक्टिंग देमसेल्व्स एंड सेइंग इट्स एन इलेक्शन बजट बट लुक दे डिड नथिंग फॉर द फार्मर्स फॉर द पुअर फॉर दिस सो हाउ इज इट एन इलेक्शन बजट right so that they're, they're not even thinking a little bit deeper so where is the rigor of looking at the numbers and saying hello why is it that the union government is spending so much on agriculture subsidies whereas the right to tax or not lies with the states do they even know this do they think about this that subsidies to center diye ja raha hai but the right to tax or not because of the way the constitution is belongs to the states so isn't there a contradiction in the fact that the government has to spend the union government is spending on things like education health but finally the execution is in state so in my i don't know why does uh, you know they don't go a little deeper and say look at capital expenditure for let's let's take it capital expenditure fantastic that there has been this whole uptick in the budget money being used and i want to take just th- well two minutes to explain why this is important uh, and i want to explain it in terms of our own budgets okay which is to say that we also take loans ghar banana hai kisi ko to wo loan lete hain gaadi khareedni hai to kuch log loan lete hain so now people are taking loans to travel when you take when you eat dinner and use your credit card and you don't pay it back in the time you've taken a loan to eat dinner so there is good loans and there's bad loans a good loan creates an asset 
which has future income stream possibility, which has the possibility of increasing in value so that your money grows. And there is a bad loan that I'm consuming something right now. So when the government deficit is going largely towards revenue expenditure, it's spending on salaries, it's spending on pensions, it's spending on subsidies, freebies. There's very little money left to build capital. What this government has done is that the capex has gone up, especially during the Corona period. And that's been, I cannot emphasize how important and what a bold step that has been to say, look, we're going to start building assets now and we're going to squeeze this expenditure here. We're going to tax the rich Indians more. But unless the government puts in the capital expenditure, we are not going to get GDP growth. So they've dramatically improved what we are spending on asset creation, roads, railways, ports, which is fantastic. But execution will happen only in the states. So when you go to the government site, which tracks the, I don't know how many, 17, 82 projects, I may get the number wrong, but uh, it's definitely more than a thousand centrally sponsored projects, but implementation is going to be in the state. So what is going to be the delay because of land acquisition, NGO saying, you know, so all those kind of cases start to come up or, um, Financing may problem ho jati hai. So you're seeing a 30 to 35% delay. 30 to 35% of the projects are delayed on time. The cost overrun is twice, thrice, four times because of that delay and other things. So I would imagine that a good opposition would pick up on something like the, these issues. Kya karto rahe ho, but finally, nikal kya rahe ho se. I'm not seeing any... Uh, any sensible conversation around digging a little bit deeper into what the government is spending on and then trying to say what is finally the efficacy of all this money. So yeah, I agree, this is a it's a very sort of a low-level conversation. I think they just need to go beyond that. Fair enough. Now I have First, I'm going to ask you some specific questions. But before that, uh, let's say if I was to, because I think that is, so for you, and I'm going to start with the negative first. Is there a miss in this budget? I know the hits everybody wants to talk about, but I want to start with the misses. Do you think the government has missed out on something? So I'm not going to do the very big macro sort of misses, but in terms of what probably a lot of your viewers and listeners might identify with. I would have imagined that uh, uh, a little bit of a simplification of the uh, capital gains tax. So I'll just explain this very briefly. Uh, when you build assets, gold, real estate, stocks, even debt funds, for example, the profit that you make, difference between buying price and selling price, is taxed. The tax rate depends on how long you hold that asset. Okay. So short term rates are usually higher. Long term rates are usually lower. You know, because you want people to stay long term in investments. Uh, the tenor over which different asset classes go long term differs. And there seems to be no logic to that. So equity becomes long term at one year real estate at two years and debt at three years, gold at three years. So there is no, I, I'm not seeing a sort of a rationale for this difference in equity, real estate and debt. Real estate was brought down from three years to two years to give a boost to the real estate sector. And then the, the taxation rates also differ. For example, this one-year equity long-term capital gains tax doesn't get the benefit of indexation, which means that you allow your buying price to be inflated so that your profit amount uh, shrinks and your tax amount is less. So there is a whole lot of mess in the way the capital gains is constructed today. I would have expected at least a policy statement to say, we need to sort this out. That was one. And the second was, and I was hoping that we would hear a little bit about it, that 
now it's been several years, five or six years of Ayushman Bharat, which is the five lakh rupee uh, medical uh, insurance cover given to the poor. Right. Um, we've had enough experience now on the ground to see how it the scheme works. I think there was a case to make a co-pay option available for the urban informal sector, which through the eShram portal, now the government has a crore, 1.5, 1.7 crore people registered on eShram. So you know who the rural poor are, pretty much. It is this missing middle who suffered the worst during the pandemic, which the government very smartly has onboarded onto the eShram portal. They are pretty much outside of this 5 lakh Ayushman Bharat helping hand. And there is the 65, 70 plus population who finds it very difficult to get uh, good health insurance. Or if they do get, it is exorbitant. The prices are exorbitant. Uh, the health insurance companies like to basically give insurance cover to iron man and iron women. Basically people who are just tough and strong and will never fall in. So that's the sort of criteria that you need to have no pre-existing diseases. And so we don't even want to open that box of health insurance. There is market failure in the health insurance sector in India where the regulator, which is IRDA, has not been able to uh, curb the practices of health insurance companies of either denying cover or and or denying the payment of the amount. And... The hospitals are almost unregulated in the sense that um, there is almost no control on what they can charge. So does uh, delivery cost 10,000 rupees or 5 lakh rupees? Does a stent in the heart cost? What does it cost? So the government has tried in different ways to solve some of these issues. But there hasn't been a solution because the way that the health insurance is set up is that there's a lot of power, not with the individual, but with the insurance company and the hospital. So with through the Ayushman Bharat now, there is a very large buyer of insurance, which is the government. And there are service providers, which are hospitals. So now we have an understanding of the rates which are working. So you may not get a five-star hospital bed, but for a general ward bed, we know what these things are going to cost. Uh, <clears throat> there can be an extension of the Ayushman Bharat for with a co-pay for the urban informal and the 65 plus, 70 plus to say that we know what this costs. It is free for the rural, but at cost plus maybe 10%, we will offer this plan to you, 5 lakh, which means that you show up, no questions asked, no nonsense about pre-existing, exclusions, uh, waiting periods, you show up and you are covered. We will solve a lot of the slipping back into poverty by the urban informal because of one adverse health uh, instance in a family. And for the seniors, it is just a base over which you can buy a top up, you can do several things. So I felt that Probably the time was right to at least announce that we are thinking about it because they must. That for me was a, because, you know, health costs become a dream and it really pushes a family over. <clears throat> Fair enough. Now, okay, so now let's get to the good stuff. But uh, before the good stuff, again, a few questions. So what do you make about uh, bond indices or India entering the global debt indices? Um, so um, when you become a part of the index, then automatic allocation comes to you when large funds, pension funds, uh, large investment trusts, vehicles will start to invest, they typically go into an index investing mode. They buy the index. So inclusion of India into a global debt index will start funneling 
the savings of the world to Indian bond papers. See, uh, who is going to buy? It's it's the savings of people outside India, and that money is then available to for use here. Because what is a bond? Somebody is saying that you give me hundred, I will give you ten rupees every year, and then at the end of ten years, I'll give you a hundred and ten back. Right. So I am. You are. They are foregoing the use of that hundred rupees. I'm getting to use it. So I'm using their savings to build capital here. Most of this has been through the equity route. So we have sold our equity to foreigners because the because of a variety of reasons. Our debt market is not so well developed. It's a problem of the RBI largely, but um, we are seeing a buoyancy starting to happen in the uh, debt market, but. at least the government securities market is fairly deep and wide so you will definitely start to have significant portions of global flows coming into the country i think a note of caution has been sounded by the finance secretary to say that we will go into it with our rules with we do not want to open up our country to the uh, sort of uh, tantrums that big flows of money abroad tend to create so i don't know what exactly the nitigrity is but in itself i think it's a great idea and uh, india is we are the fifth largest economy in the world in and if at a nominal rate we grow at 13 14 15% within the next 6 or 7 years we're the third largest economy of course the bond papers of a third largest economy in the world must be part of the global indices and if it is not happening we'll have to see like why is it that indian debt paper and this is government securities we're not even saying corporate bonds definitely should be included fair enough okay what do you make of uh, like this the cost of capital uh, so in india i mean how do we get our cost of capital down like also like would one of the things would be like do we open a capital account uh, uh, to solve that this has been a persistent issue if we look at the history of our country the cost of capital itself like how do we solve this one do you think the budget has made uh, certain provisions or shown any indication to going towards that direction you mean capital account convertibility yeah may i guess that's yeah. what at least if it it if there was an announcement i probably missed it um if anything they're making it a little more difficult to take money out in terms of that tax that they've put on what you can spend abroad um i have a very different take on the cost of capital in india so i'll tell you a small story so i was in bombay i was meeting a friend whose friend was setting up a small restaurant in bombay and she discussed with me how much it costs over her capital cost to get different licenses whether it's a license on alcohol or other environmental and fnb licenses she said i have to add 10% to my capital cost in bribes there you are so what is finally the project will have to generate so my cost of the business is 10% higher because of the bribes which have to be paid so you we might say that at the top level there is far less corruption than there was earlier but on the ground it is just still so rampant so our problem kuchal is just this deep dimak of corruption which is so ingrained into everything if we can somewhere get a hold of that everything goes down the prices of uh, why is it the real estate prices are so high because everybody has a cut the project cost escalates because everybody has to be paid aapne real estates ki baat ki so in general do you think high interest rates won't hurt i mean hamare yahan pe thoda ye bhi rates abhi thode badhaye gaye hain last few months mein इन जनरल जो एक ट्रेंड बोला जाता है कि दे टेंड टू हर्ट द इकोनॉमी लाइक आल्सो डोंट डू यू थिंक दे ऐड द कॉस्ट 
फॉर पीपल अननेसरीदर आपने होम लोन की बात की वेदर कॉलेज लोन्स और बिजनेस लोन्स इन जनरल ये सब में भी वाई आर वी नॉट एबल टू डू दैट क्योंकि इंडिया में एक बहुत बड़ी प्रॉब्लम ये भी पोलिटिकल प्रॉब्लम जो मैंने नोट की है वॉट इट टेंस टू डू इज द मोमेंट यू लेट्स ए स्लैश द रेट्स ऑफ फिक्स डिपॉजिट सो एक बहुत बड़ा होता है ओ दिस गवर्नमेंट इज एंटाई सीनियर सिटीजन दिस इज बिन लाइन एक्चुअली हर्ड दिस लाइन फ्रॉम मल्टीपल पीपल हु आर सेमाई पोलिटिकल और फुल टाइम पोलिटिकल हाउ डू यू बैलेंस दिस आउट you know i wish there was a little bit of financial literacy in schools and colleges and i am at the point where i'm saying let me just write the curriculum i don't care who reads it but can we just have basic financial literacy so um a 12% ppf return rate is not good when inflation is 14 an 8% ppf rate is fantastic when inflation is 4 that real return that you're getting over inflation is not understood at all so people are just looking at the number rather than looking at what real return that you're getting over inflation because finally what are we trying to do we are trying to keep up purchasing power intact that in the future my 100 rupees because of inflation will buy less therefore the return that i get on my 100 has to beat inflation so when they say so i know this period that you're saying that rates were cut and ft rates had fallen but inflation was actually much lower in that small band of time and the real return pre corona was excellent and then i would see stories oh bargai lutkai ye kya return i'm saying you're getting a super return because it's real positive so basic financial literacy is a must everywhere for everybody but uh, do you think it should be part of the school curriculum then maybe like like a proper financial literacy class where after grade 8 or grade 9 maybe or maybe grade 10 11 12 uh, like kids actually are taught this like uh, okay yeah. ye karne se ye hota hai do, do you think we should do that then so tell me kushal जब आप बच्चे होते हो तो क्या बोलते हैं पेरेंट्स पढ़े लिखो कुछ बनो यू शुड बिकम समथिंग यू शुड डू वेल देखेंडिंगल्डहुड एंड प्राइम यूथ इन स्टडिंग हार्ड एंड गेटिंग दो प्रेपिंग टू स्टार्ट टू अर्न इज दर इवन वन class which tells you what to do with whether the first salary comes into your bank i don't remember any class i did a masters in economics from delhi school of economics panch panch pages ke na hum log trigonometric ke solutions nikal dete high maths ke i remember that we used to go crazy wanted to jump off something high panch page ke solutions nikal rahe hum log so very very tough huh? it was it's the toughest thing i have ever done to pass that masters exam but after a d school degree in economics masters i did not know how to write a check i did not know how to decode the government budget which i learned on the job as a journalist so somewhere i feel what use is so much of pure theory where you're building models which anyways fail in the real world i mean which economist predicted 2008 which economist predicted so i am not even going there ki wo uski merit kya hai itne beautiful theoretical models banane ki but there can be some amount of practical knowledge and i speak a lot to groups whether it is lawyers doctors uh, especially the um, the engineers software guys so i do you know i do talks with them and it's a common thread that we have worked so hard we just don't understand what to do with the money and especially people who are not in structured jobs they have irregular flows of income how do i manage this how do i manage my savings so i would imagine that a basic course and make it elective don't force kids to do it you choose you want to learn about money you do this course so make it elective make it part of uh, something that you do other than i know that school school curriculums get loaded with all kinds of social moral objectives of different governments but this is something inherently i feel that kids are 
and especially this new generation who so much into startups they want to do businesses or on basic jo practical finance wo sikhai nahi rahe so uh, this has actually been a thought in my head that i should just sort of write this textbook and whoever uses it should use it whether or not there's a course <laughs> it is useful nice nice so in fact a, a live viewer had asked this question again i think this is a vital point the the person has said why don't we publicize or make a user friendly report on the last budget's proposal on various items of expenditure income vis-a-vis the actual figures this is actually being done right now in a haphazard way this don't you think this will increase accountability or maybe it is being done in in a proper way and this user is not aware of it then you can tell us agar ye ho raha hai to i think kuch time pehle there used to be an outcome budget i will have to actually check whether they are still doing that or not but i think a process of the outcome budget was started to actually map uh, what has happened really in terms of uh, what they said they was going to they, they were going to spend and what actually happened on the ground and if they were going to spend on this and that what happened so it is a little bit haphazard for example i'll come back to the capital expenditure because look if the money is going to pensions it's going to pensions if it's going for interest payments it's going for interest payments uska kya hum we can just map the number that is interest payments increasing is pensions increasing but the story is in the especially in these uh, items of say the capital expenditure and for that um i will actually send you the, the link to the site where uh, it is public disclosure as to how many projects ministry wise what is the delay time wise what is the delay cost wise what is the average uh, ministry wise delay and it's quite interesting to see which ministries have an 80% overrun in terms of time and uh, tripling in terms of cost so that is public disclosure but uh, i don't think that is really part of the budget so yes somebody needs to stitch the story together to say that this is actually what is happening on the ground I think this should be more like a media's job. I mean, why do you expect the government to point it out its own flaws? I mean, But, sometimes. But uh, media to SEO कर रहा है वो क्या करेगा? That is so true. Gold ऊपर जा रहा है, नीचे जा रहा है, वही तो stories दिखती हैं. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it is. It, it it that's so sad actually. Our media is doing that, but yeah, but it's it's not about the media. Now let us get into the good stuff because I wanted to start with negative things. पहले कि जो भी है उन्हीं से डील कर लो. So what do you think were the hits in this budget where you think uh, there was a real impact? She managed to do a very skilled tightrope walk between. not bankrupting the budget basically being very conservative on the deficit side which means we don't we want the deficit to be within a certain percentage of the gdp because we don't want to borrow more okay so uh, in terms of our own finances if your borrowings go out of control your interest burden keeps going out of control so you have to keep the borrowing at a certain percentage within the gdp okay so this time we are projecting it to be 5.9% which is excellent so having done that she has managed to give tax relief to the higher middle class okay and the nudge to move to the new tax system she has managed to give a small savings uh, boost in terms of doubling what they can do in good government guaranteed high return products like the senior citizen saving scheme and the monthly income scheme and she's found the money for capital expenditure so i have been tracking budgets for now like maybe like two decades it's a very skilled approach to doing this so without giving away too much she's managed to keep the ship running she's not uh she is not even noticing that there is an election next year and let me tell you one small story we've got a little bit of a tax buoyancy right now direct tax collections in december 22 had already hit 80% of the target for the full financial year 
इलेक्शन okay this is just before that crash of 2008 we we had done well there's an election coming in 2009 and there was this gigantic 60000 70000 rupees 60 70000 crore of farm loan waiver which upa won did not only did it set our finances as a country back but it caused inflation in the next few years of 10 12% okay so there is always this attempt by an incumbent government who is coming into election year next year if you see space on the budget to do a big giveaway the fact that she's not done that i think both uh, we must so people who are not doing politics and saying if you like the budget you're a sanghi nonsense if you're not doing that if you're not following that very narrow uh, cynical road we must commend um, the finance minister and i mean narendra modi does direct a lot of this whether or not they do something on vote of account next year we still have to see because that is just ahead of the election so whether or not they do something to make the uh, you know farmers or somebody feel better about the coming election i'm not i don't know but it doesn't sort of fit in with what they have done over the past uh, you know the last election also we didn't see that kind of a giveaway and that then ties back into the theme which uh, they go on articulating which is empowerment over entitlement so the narrative which is coming through different parts of this government and through the budget is saying we would rather teach you to fish rather than give you a fish so that for me was a big win that you've been mature enough to not slip on any of the usual places where most governments might have slipped so it's so you're spending more on growth you want because see private sector investment so what happens in an economy you in times of distress when the private sector again that's another long story of what happened to the balance sheets of banks and companies but we are at a place where the bank balance sheets have got cleaned up the for company balance sheets have got cleaned up but they are yet not investing you need the private sector investment to take the baton over from the government to start investing why do we need investment because investments results in jobs jobs result in more consumption which then uh, encourages where companies make profits with that profit they put up even bigger plants they expand which means more jobs more increments people spend more so it's a virtuous cycle of growth but private sector still not at the place where they are starting that cycle so the government has to expand has to extend its spending a little more if they were to pull it back right now we are again stuck in this very difficult place where the private sector investments not coming the government is stopping to invest and this growth which we are seeing beginning to sort of stabilize and take off gets into real trouble so that for me was the biggest hit that uh, you were sensible about how you were going to spend now something that stood stood out for me was and i don't know i guess i'm a podcast bhi business hi hota hai in a way so abhi aise nahi bol sakta as a former entrepreneur badhiya matlab jo pehle karta tha wo chhod ke nikla hu aapki jahan pe sare inspector aate hain ha to factory chalane wala aadmi fir bhi brain to abhi waise hi chalta hai do teen cheeze hain jaise 90% of refund to be granted considering provisionally accepted itc um uh, earlier this was not allowed now they have allowed this i guess this budget has allowed this this is a huge thing like people don't realize how much of a crunch 
देखो हर इंसान का कई बिजनेसेस का रिफंड नहीं होता है आईटी का मगर बहुत बिजनेसेस जो सर्विस में होते हैं जिनका टीडीएस कटता है उनके रिफंड होते हैं लोगों को ये रियलाइज नहीं होता है और वो रिफंड्स अगर आप इवन इफ यू डू अ बिजनेस ऑफ लेट्स से साल का पांच करोड़ से दस करोड़ बीस करोड़ तीस करोड़ का मैं सौ करोड़ वाले बिजनेस भी नहीं बोल रहा हूँ टर्न मैं तो एक करोड़ से दस करोड़ की रेंज वाले उनके रिफंड काफी होते हैं और वो रिफंड काफी समय अटक जाते हैं क्योंकि फॉर वट एवर रीजन और फिर उनको निकालने के लिए भी एक हरक्यूलियन टास्क होता है सो आई थिंक दिस डिसीजन आई एम जस्ट शेयरिंग माई इनपुट आई डोंट नो इफ यू फील दिस इज गुड और बैड बट आई थॉट दिस वॉज गुड बट वन थिंग आई वॉन्टेड टू टॉक टू यू अबाउट वॉज सर्टन प्रोविजन्स अंडर सी पी सी वर डी क्रिमिनलाइज दिस रियली मेड मी हैप्पी यार मतलब यार बिजनेस मैन को चोर तो मत समझो ना इतना तो बुरा नहीं है बिजनेसमैन जॉब्स भी तो दे रहा है बट व्हाई डू यू थिंक इट टुक अस सो मेनी इयर्स टू डीक्रिमिनलाइज अ फ्यू थिंग्स लाइक ऐसा क्यों माइंडसेट है हमारे देश में आपने वो सुना होगा जुमला प्रॉफिट इज अ डर्टी वर्ड हां मैं व्हाट डू आई डू नो बट लुक द सीड्स ऑफ दिस आईडिया आर सो डीप एंड सोन सो अर्ली आफ्टर आवर इंडिपेंडेंस and perpetuated through the emergency when the word socialist was introduced in the preamble by indira gandhi that uh, you had a bureaucracy and intelligentsia and the academia firmly believing that government control and uh, was the best thing to happen and that the average businessman is chore so up पिक्चर ये देख लो ना सेवेंटीज की दीवार में क्या बोलता है वो मेरे पास गाड़ी है बंगला है शहर है तुम्हारे पास क्या है माँ है पोर पुलिस ऑफिसर बट हाउ डू गेट रिच यू गेट रिच ओनली बाय बीइंग करप्ट बाय बीइंग अ स्मगलर चरस गांजा सोना तो काला पत्थर में क्या था इविल कोल माइन ओनर वो चूस रहा है सारे वर्कर्स को और सोल्यूशन क्या निकाला था नेशनलाइज हो गई है खाने of course the, we know that it the the story for the workers became worse when the government took it over but there is a very deep mindset which believes that profits are bad and all companies all people who run companies are evil so you will celebrate a warren buffett you will celebrate a bill gates but should an indian entrepreneur dare to be number 1 2 3 4 in the global pecking order of wealth you just want to pull him down so this is it's a very deep sort of a um view that we have carried over generations and i think we need to lose it because we are going towards being a mid income country so extreme poverty bolte hain jisko 2 dollars per day per capita the number beneath this is shrinking it's almost dropped at 45 degrees over the past 15 years and now it's now there's debate on whether it is 0 or whether it is 5 whether it is 6 but let's say 5 6% bhi agar hai so coming from 50 60% we are if absolute poverty extreme poverty is down to 5 6% where has the rest gone up as the economy grows at 15% nominal where will this go even higher so we are moving so we need a change in mindset so I actually do these talks with the college and school kids, saying being rich is good. Don't let anybody tell you. Don't let people make you guilty about wanting to be rich. How you get rich and what you do with it are moral questions for you, possibly. But being rich in itself, let everybody create wealth. No, so that deep sense of uh, it, that shows up in the way the laws were constructed. And remember, a lot of these laws are colonial. The DNA of so much of the indian um underlying uh legal and the uh, sort of acts that you see are colonial in their dna they did not even change the dna or a lot of the uh, rules and regulations they just wrote government of india over queen to dna to badla hi nahi na apne aap police ko dekh lo kisi ko bhi dekh lo so ek jo suspicion hota hai ruler ka 
uh, against who they considered barbarians. That is very manifest in the subtext of the rules and regulations and that it has to change now. Yeah, it's time ho gaya. Yeah, it, it's weird. Overall, the colonial state clearly was a trust deficit state. And I mean, to be very honest, the current uh, Indian bureaucracy ka setup is very much based on that uh, entire... I'm sorry, but collector, you're a, like, it's a collect, collector of what? Taxes. That's your administrative designation. Why are we not changing that? Yeah, well, it, it, it is what it is. Kya kare abhi? Uh, some some people do, don't change. Okay, so uh, in this whole uh, income tax slab thing, wh- what do you make of this? Uh, welcome move. And and everybody seems to be confused about the 7 lakh limit and yeah, 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 regime, yeah. new regime. Can you explain yeah. that to everyone? Okay, very briefly. Uh, I think budget FI21, um, we got an option to move to a new tax regime where there were no deductions allowed. You could offer your entire um, income for taxation and there was the different slab rates would apply. They had done the same thing for corporates, but that those corporate rates were slashed heavily. So it made sense for companies to shift to the new tax regime. In the case of individuals, it wasn't that great a benefit. So what they have done this time, what she has done is said that I want people to move to the new tax regime, which doesn't have all the deductions, the web of deductions and rebates and exemptions. So she has given uh, a better tax system with lower taxes. Should you be willing to give up on the um, deductions like Section 80C or medical deductions or uh, when you send kids abroad for studying or here that interest deduction different deductions are there you give up on all of that you get a lower tax rate in theory Uh, but each person has to see where they are with the deduction so there could be a family where uh, you know it's a mature family in their 40s home loan is paid off you're not taking the benefit of the home loan deduction. Um, if your deductions are less, it might help you to migrate to the new system. But if there's a family which is taking every deduction out there, it still makes sense to stay with the old system. So that's very first principles on the two systems. Now this um, slabs is like this. Your uh, first three lakh of income is tax free. In the sense that it's exempt. And after that, your slabs start. Okay, I'm exactly right now forgetting what every slab is. But but if your total income is no more than 7 lakh, then you pay no tax. Okay, so if you earn 8 lakh, then you fall, your first 3 is anyways tax-free, then you fall into the slab level. That at every slab, there is different rate and you will pay that. But should your income be within 7 lakh, then you get what is called a rebate. So tax is calculated, but it is deemed as tax free. So you end up paying no tax. So the slab begins at 3 lakh. But should your total taxable income stay within 7 lakh, you don't pay any tax because of a rebate. So that's people are getting confused on the slab levels. Slab level is starting at 3. Fair enough. No, but so I guess uh, that the major confusion for people was based on that. Like, let's say if a person is taking that work out the dead lucky PF key, PPF key. Section 80C. Section 80C, if spending or investing in certain things like PF, PPF, uh, ELSS schemes, you have taxable income. So, you have to then you offer the remaining for taxation. So if you're reducing the pie, you pay less tax. That's how yeah. a deduction works. So, so the, the, let's say that person who is investing already in that scheme, then uh, should they move uh, to the new regime? I guess that's what most people would want to know, right? 
right uh, it depends again on uh, so if you were say investing in an elss scheme it's not as if you have to pay the next premium and again to do investments for the tax benefit is a really bad idea you should do investments because they are good investments for you hmm. do not do the investing because there's a tax benefit because tax benefits come and go you don't know this government gives it some other takes it away so you stay with your uh, ideal products that suit you and then in that if there is a tax uh, advantaged product you go for that but this whole thing of buy this insurance policy because there's a tax break people have got used to this way of sort of investing doesn't work it it harms you really fair enough fair enough all right so before i wrap it up because we've almost uh, uh, yeah. going to be touching the hour mark so any any last things that you think we did not cover that we should cover maybe no i think it's been fairly comprehensive we've um, ticked all the boxes we talked of the deficit we talked of taxation <laughs> i think we've we've sort of covered most of it all right awesome awesome then uh, then then good great we'll wrap it up so monica as always thank you for coming on the podcast dekho maine maine meri wajah se aapka aapke neck issues nahi honge nahi not at all not at all so so thank you very much it's a pleasure to talk to you and i look forward to hopefully meeting you when i visit delhi this month definitely look forward all right bye 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 all right guys uh, let's wrap this podcast up but before we wrap it up once again in the description you will see monica sutter account and the link to buy her book let's talk about money i would highly recommend if you have not bought that book please go and buy that book and follow her on social media as far as i'm concerned you know the drill please subscribe to the charvak podcast youtube channel like this video leave a comment in the comment section if possible as i always say this is a member driven youtube podcast this podcast survives on members so please become a member whether on youtube or on patreon or on fanmo depending on your choice i'll try my best to keep on bringing new and interesting subjects as always i'll see you guys next time until then namaste take care bye